for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt, or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. This is Your Next Step. I'm Pastor Doug McCoy. I'm with Pastor Doyle Jackson. He's the lead pastor of The Church Next Door. I serve with him. We have a great time together. Great to be with you on the radio yeah, once again. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And we have a little motto here. We say, pray first, which reminds us how important prayer is to our life. And yep. Jesus gave us uh, a model to go with that motto. He gave us what we call the Lord's Prayer. Some call it the model prayer in uh, Matthew 6. We want to talk about the parts of that, though. Yesterday we said, you know, there's things we need to cover. Well, what are these things that we cover in prayer? Well, I think what's important is sometimes, you know, we're like, I don't know what to pray right now. Well, then you go to the Lord's Prayer, and you can kind of break it down real quick. And, and He says, you know, first of all, you know, make sure you understand your position, your relationship with God, who you are. So I'm a child of God. I'm going to talk to my Father. Then He, then he talks about, you know... Make sure you live your life not solely at the level of this world. Mm -hmm. See, we get so worried about this world and whatnot, and he says, no, pray for heaven to come in. And so you and I are supposed to have a totally different kind of perspective on life. And then he says, these are the things you need. You need life, you need forgiveness, you need protection. And so if you don't know what to pray today, start with the Lord's Prayer, begin with that outline, and then finally... Uh, he says, you've got to stay relationally clean. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to unpack this as we look at the Lord's Prayer. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I really love this prayer. Let's get into it. Pray first the Lord's Prayer. Everybody likes rewards, but you've got to fulfill the standards for the rewards, don't you? You don't get rewarded just for breathing. You have to identify with the program. And see, Jesus is saying, if you want the reward, if you want the reward of a relationship with your Father in heaven, it's, 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 it's got some parameters to it. And see, this is what I love about God. God doesn't make it difficult. Some people think it's difficult. No, God makes it available to everybody, but you still have to do it. Everybody can get the reward at the gas station. Everybody can get the, the reward at the grocery store, but you've got to be willing to participate. You've got to be willing to identify with him. See, you and I have to be willing to identify with our Father in heaven. We have to be willing to come close to him, and we have to say, God, I, I, I want what you've got for me. Verse 7, and when you're praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So Jesus makes it clear in this, I'm going to call it the preamble to where He instructs us on prayer, all right? Jesus makes it clear, number one, your audience in prayer is only God the Father. Hmm. Don't be tempted to perform for people. Don't pray so that your wife or your kids or your neighbors can know how good you are. Don't pray so that the pastor will know you know how to pray. Most people get really nervous about praying in front of me. I don't know why it is, but they do. 
Why? Because we don't, we don't want to, and that's why we get nervous before God in heaven. And so sometimes we're quiet. And what Jesus says is, don't be quiet. He's your father. He's Abba. Abba is the Hebrew word for daddy. When you're in Jerusalem, it, where Jennifer and I lived, we lived, we lived just inside the Zion Gate, and, and, and we would see the, the little kids running in the streets, and they'd be, Abba, Abba, Ima, Ima. Daddy, daddy, mama, mama. Are you afraid to talk to your parents? Jesus says, you don't have to be afraid of your heavenly father. He's the one you're talking to. Don't, don't talk like, like other people are listening. And if you're worried about other people listening, he says, find a quiet place, a, a place where you're alone. Don't do it in a performance. Is Jesus saying you should never pray in public? Definitely not, because he prayed in public, okay? Let's be clear on that. Some people are like, well, I should never pray in public. No, 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 no. Jesus prayed in public. He's saying, don't pray for the purpose of the public. And if it helps you to get your prayer game on, to get alone, to create a little space in your home, a chair, that's good. He says it's, it's between, it's a relationship with your father. Second principle here is he says mindless repetition is useless. God knows you. All right. I mean, this, this, this ungodly thing. And he, and he, and Jesus even calls out the ungodly. He says the Gentiles here. He's saying the ungodly, they will invite you to a life of prayer that's just mindless repetition of words. And you'll note that if you begin to study world religions. I have a degree in that. They have all these prayers that they pray, but they don't know whom they're praying to, and they don't know why they're praying, and they're, they're praying just, just repetition. It doesn't mean anything. They're not involved in it. And what Jesus is saying is when you pray, bring your heart to the game. Let God know what you really mean at the depth of your being. Don't be ashamed of what's going on in your heart. Say, Dad, I'm really struggling right now. What have I been going on with? It's really crappy. Your dad can handle that because he knows. I love that. Jennifer talked about how, how a father knows. And, and I encourage you to go listen to that because, see, this is what I know. Every dad, every dad wants to protect their kids. Every good dad loves their children and they know how crappy this world can be. And Jesus says, that's the kind of God you and I see. See, let me tell you something. If anybody understands what it is to be betrayed, if anybody understands what it is to be harmed by evil and ungodliness, it's your heavenly father, it's Jesus Christ, and it's the Holy Spirit. See, the God in the Trinity, they've all been rejected. They've all been taken advantage of. And Jesus says, when you come to your father, he knows. He knows. He knows you and he loves you. And then he begins to teach us how to pray. Jesus gives us practical instruction. Just listen to it. Now, do me a favor. Don't go in to the Our Father mode. Don't go into saying the prayer. Just listen to it. And, and begin to engage it as though, what would it mean for me to apply the principles, the instructions here? Because see, when they heard this from Jesus, they heard him as saying, okay, let me just help you. In the same way when, you know, you remember when someone first gave you instructions on driving the car? They said, okay, okay, okay. Take a deep breath, all right? Car's not started. This is what I want you to understand. I want you to put your hands on 10 and 2. 
all right? You need to always be looking straight ahead, all right? The mirror's there to help you. Let's, let's get our, let's get our gave. See, why is that? They're trying to help you get focused, aren't they? Take a deep breath. Know where your feet are. See, this is what, what Jesus is trying to do is say, listen, take a deep breath. When you pray, keep your eyes on your father. That's who you're praying to. You're not praying to the neighborhood. What does it matter what the neighborhood thinks about you? What matters is that you have the attention of your heavenly father. Have you given your father in heaven your attention today? Hmm. Have you been too busy already to go to him and say, hey, daddy, today is a big day for me. And I don't want to go into this day without you. See, that, that's what this is about. This is about a relationship with the creator of the universe and that you and I don't have to be special. Hmm. We just have to be human. Are you human? I hope so. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your Father will not forgive your offenses. See, if, if everyone on earth is my brother and sister, my Father expects me to treat everyone with dignity. I can't hold something against a brother or sister and expect Dad to help me out. I mean, would your earthly father allow you to diss on a sibling and expect him to help you out of a problem? Probably not. See, God, God expects his family, humanity, to work together. Now, does that mean that we always behave? Because I have siblings, and they didn't always behave good. Alan's not as perfect as you think he is. Philip's not as perfect as some of you imagine he is. See what I'm saying? And I'm not as perfect as you know I am. Right? See, see what I'm saying? And so God is trying to get us to work out the relationship in the midst of this. So let's, let's look at just four quick areas here I want to point out to you about the Lord's Prayer that'll help you. Number one, number one is identity and position. God wants you to recognize your identity and your position when you go to him in prayer. This is what that means. This means that I'm God's child and I have a place at the table in heaven. Now that means something. Do you, you know what your place was at the table growing up? I know exactly where my place was at the table growing up in, in, in that house. I know where my place at the table is now in my house. See what I'm saying? You know your place at the table because 
That's part of being part of the family, right? You know the relationship that you have. And some of you, yes, I'm sorry, you're still at the kitty table in the other room. I apologize. Welcome to the adult table. Your Father in heaven says, you are mine. Come close. Come near. Don't be ashamed. I I designed you and I created you. You are beautiful to me. Wow. See, and so when you and I, when we pray, you know your position, but know this, that when you pray, you already, you already have a place in heaven. See, I know a lot of Christians, I know a lot of Christians, they haven't gotten to know their father in heaven well enough to know that heaven is a done deal. They're still working to get in heaven. Listen, heaven's a done deal if you have a relationship with the father. These people that are worried about whether or not they're saved, and you may be in that condition, get to know your Father, and it'll wash that away. We have more resources for you at DoyleJackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. So, Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Acts Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go and we're asking God for stuff, and then other times we just need to be in His presence and talk to Him about how He is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore Him. It's all in this prayer method, and we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the Lord. That's what it's about. Yeah, we've learned how to make conversation with each other. We may not realize that we've learned it, but we have. We need to learn how to make conversation with God as well. This Acts method, I picked it up early in Bible college, have used it for years and years. It really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer. Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at doylejackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to doylejackson.com. Let's continue with your next step. You'll be in relationship. You'll be serving him. And the question about whether or not you're saved by faith or works will be washed away because you're already doing something with your father every day. You won't be arguing about it. You'll already know, oh man, I'm his kid. He identifies with me. And and some of us, because of our broken relationship with our earthly family, we can't imagine that level of acceptance. Just leave the brokenness of humanity behind and accept the acceptance and love of God the Father. That's what Jesus wants. You see, that washes away all these groups, the extreme religious and those that have, have, have wandered away and those who've never known this level of acceptance. See, it pulls you in. Second principle here is just welcome heaven. 
What Jesus wants us to do is to welcome heaven. He says, we're to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you and I, because we believe in the Father, because we have this access, because you and I, we have this access to the Father, that means that earth can begin to experience the love that they were intended to experience. See, if you and I are loving God, okay? If you and I are loving God every day, it means that we're serving the loving God every day. And as we love God, we'll be loving the people around us and they begin to experience the kingdom of God. And you have to understand, they do not understand our why, our purpose. Our purpose is to to let more people know the kingdom of God. When you pray, you pray, Lord, I pray that your kingdom would come and that that your will would be done on earth. You're saying, God, I pray that the innocent, that those that do not have a voice would be spoken up for and that you would show me when I need to speak up. Because see, you and I are going to see injustice every day. And so we're going to pray for the kingdom to come. When you and I pray for the kingdom of heaven to come in your home, what does that do? That begins to transform your home and, 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 and the life there. I remember years ago, a family called my mom and dad and they said, we've bought a house and, and we believe there's something evil in the house. And they began to describe it and it would, it would make something for the theater. I'm not going to describe it to you. You don't need to know those details. My parents said, that's not a problem. The blood of Jesus Christ on the cross His burial and his resurrection is your victory point. And they went and prayed with him. And whatever presence it was that was destroying their home left. You say, Pastor, why are you telling them that? If your house is full of chaos and disorder, walk through your house, anoint the doors with oil and say, Lord, we declare that this house is your territory and that no spirit other than your Holy Spirit should have authority in our house. And we will not allow the kingdom of this world to reign here. This is for the Lord. Why do you think the people of Israel, we've been, we've been reading, okay? How, how do you think they, they, they got their freedom in Egypt? They put the blood over the doorposts of their house. They declared that their house was for the Lord. Do you do that for your businesses? Maybe you don't own the business and so you work for somebody else. I hope you're praying that that business, the kingdom of God will come so that you'll continue to get a paycheck. (laughs) You better pray for your boss, even if you think he's your enemy because you're told to pray for your enemies and bless them. All right? See, See, this is what the kingdom of heaven is about. Now, next part. So we've talked about, we've talked about our position We've talked about our identity. We've talked about welcome heaven. Number three, we need number one, life, forgiveness, and protection. So what Jesus says is this. He said, he says, you can go to your father and you can ask for your daily bread, right? He says that you, you can expect God to give you life, everything that you need for life and a well-being. But you have to ask. There's a responsibility here. See, if you have a need, you have to ask. If you, if you want forgiveness, then you have to follow the parameters of the kingdom of God, don't you? You can't just say, well, I forgive them. No, no, you need to say, God, 
I, I thank you that because of Christ Jesus, I can forgive them. They harmed me. And this is what I know. Father, I know that you're going to make up the difference in my life for the way they let me down. So I release them from any obligation that they have to me. And I truly forgive them. You say, well, pastor, why are you, why are you taking so much time on that? Because forgiveness is one of the hardest things that we have to deal with in life. Because I can promise you, as long as you are living on planet earth, with human beings around you in a fallen state. Until Jesus returns and vanquishes all evil, you're going to have to deal with forgiveness in people. Okay? That's not unfair because we all have to do it. Huh. Everyone. Even if you lived with Jennifer and I, you'd have to forgive. <laughs> I can guarantee it. See, some of us, we think somehow, well, some people have got it easier. No, they may not have to forgive the pain that you have to. I understand, okay? It's unique to you, but you have to forgive. And then finally, he says that you and I can expect God's protection, but you have to accept it. It's like a security detail. If you say, I don't need no security detail, I'm tough. Okay, get on with your bad self. You're going to get beat up. Because there's always someone bigger and badder than you. See, David understood that God was his protection. That's why he could stand in front of Goliath and say, how dare you suppose the things of God? See, notice that it's a kingdom of initiative. God is always inviting us in to the kingdom of God. And, and be clear on this. There's a war at play in the heavenlies and in the earth in which you live. And that war is between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And you are in the middle of that war. You may be behind enemy lines right now. You may not, depending on the, what you've been participating in. Some of us, we know, I've been flirting on the other side of the enemy lines and I've been getting beat up. Well, quit. Jesus is inviting you, say, God, I want to come under your protection and I want to get from behind the enemy lines back into your program and I want to be participating with you. See, the moment you say Father in heaven, you're saying, God, I want to align myself with your principles, your purposes, and your plan for my life. Because see, what we're doing, a lot of us, we like the world. Oh, it looks so exciting. If you hang out with the world, you're going to find yourself in a ditch all the time. And it's no fun. But if you, if you follow God's directives, you'll stay well within the guardrails. God's directives are like the guardrails. They aren't rules to keep you from something good. They're guardrails to keep you from something bad. The guardrails on the highway are not to get, keep you from the best highway. I know some of you got four-wheel drives. I got one too, all right? You, you are not meant to drive over there. And see, that's what it's about. And then finally, relationally, this is all designed to keep you clean before God. Jennifer said it this way this morning, so I'm going to steal from her sermon. She said, keep the counters clean. 
The same way the counters at home have to be washed down several times a day. Several times a day, you have to go to the Father and you say, Father, I just want you to know and just share with him what's going on in your life and wipe down the spiritual counter of your life. Listen, most people for, for generations in our culture, they always knew you at least bow your head and pray over three meals a day. All right? We used to train in our culture that children kneel by their bedside at night before they go to bed and say a prayer. We used to have within our culture at least five times of prayer in our day. We just think we're too important now. We're too busy. Listen, you can't afford to. That's why we say pray first. Ask questions later. All right? Now, I want you to keep seeing the context here because once Jesus teaches this on prayer, he says, now, your prayer life isn't going to be what it needs to be unless you forgive, and that's keeping it clean. But keep going with me. Same, We're in the same chapter, and, and Jesus continues to teach them. And he says in Matthew chapter 6, now, this is verse 16, now, whenever you fast, do not make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so that they will be noticed by people when they're fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have the reward in full. Once again, Jesus says that, that, the, that the religious people, the people that, that think they're all that, they want you to see their religion, okay? And what Jesus says is this, I want the world to know your religion because it, it comes out of you in the way you're living every day, not because you're a poser. You've been listening to Pray First, the Lord's Prayer here on Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, we have a next step for everybody listening today. Yeah, I think, I think the next step today, we've been talking about prayer, is I want to challenge you, number one, just to take some time right now, five minutes, okay, and pray. And, and just say, God, I want to take five minutes and I want to honor you. If you have to set your clock to make sure, you know, you're doing that, you know, you can do that. But, but take some time and say, God, I, I don't want to be too busy for you. God, I, I need you. I want your kingdom to come. Your will be done in my life. And you can share your daily bread with him, but take time to share with God. Then the other thing that I think is really important is that you and I need to share our faith with people. That's what causes us to grow. Recently, I got, a, I got an email from one of the people that are doing a year in the Bible, and they said, you know, I, I've been doing a year in the Bible. It's transforming my life. I, I really love that. But I have now shared it with a couple friends. And I'm, I'm starting to grow in a different way now that I'm talking about what I'm learning with other people. And this is what we learn over time. If you will begin to take what you're learning and you will share it with other people, you will know it better and you'll grow even more. Yeah, I tell you, Jesus prayed for the kingdom to come. You can be a part of that. That's when you right. share this podcast or a message or uh, a sermon with someone, you take that boldness for 20 seconds. The kingdom is coming and you're a part of that. We thank you for doing that. We hope you'll be back for another episode of Your Next Step. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit doylejackson.com and click Give. That's doylejackson.com. You can also send a check to The Church Next Door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 
F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.